Cooper, we've had a lot of good times in our life, but I would say this weekend was a surprisingly good time for a surprisingly good reason. Just the glory days, man. We just we, we just we hung days. out together and we got to just go back and be a kid. Wow, what a joy it is! It is. It just really is. Kid. Like it was like Christmas morning. Zach dressed up as Santa Claus. Pretty much. I'm just kidding. I didn't actually, but it's like you graduate college and you're expected to just grow up immediately, and that you're sometimes you're not ready. You're not ready, and you need yeah. those moments to take you back. That's right. So That's right. explain to the people what we did this weekend. Yeah. So this weekend, it was, uh, I believe, a Friday night. It was Friday night. And we just said, it's, it's, this is one for the boys, is what mm-hmm. we said. Your wife was away. Yep. Jonathan, another one of our friends, his wife was away. Riley is, does not have a wife, nor I. But I, I, I do have lunch sometimes. <laughs> you do go to lunch, lunch every once in a while. Riley doesn't yeah. go to lunch as often as you, he but he's been That's to right. lunch before. Yeah, all right. Yes, he's been to lunch before. But anyways, it was just the four of us, uh, the remnant of the college roommates that we lived with that are still in Dallas. Shout out to and, Keaton Mayfield. Yeah, Keaton love Mayfield, him. RIP. <laughs> and uh, there's no way he's going to listen to this. But nah, he won't Shout listen. out Keaton Mayfield. <laughs> uh, we... It was just one of those things where that night just continued to build. Yeah. We met at everyone's favorite taco establishment, mm. Torchy's Tacos. Darn good tacos. Darn good tacos <laughs> for all you younger listeners out there. Uh, and just the conversation was flowing from there. I mean, we transitioned to some spike ball. Very right. good game. Mm. Competition. Yeah, I, also, probably our best game. We always play, me and you, versus Jonathan and Riley. And yeah. we normally lose. <laughs> we do normally. Same. We normally lose. But we, we almost won. <laughs> we, 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 were, we, we lost by one, yeah. Yeah, great game. It was a great game. And then from there, we uh, went and did a little flew the football around for a little bit, briefly. Yeah. Then we went to the pool. This is where we where, went this back. This is where it all started. We yeah. went back. Tell them, Zach. So we're at the pool, and we're just doing what you do at the pool. You jump in, you freeze for a second, then you get used to it. And then you throw the ball around, kind of get warmed up. And so all like grown men do when they go, when four grown men go to the pool, they start doing diving catches into the deep end and deep end, not actually that deep, but diving catches. And then it gets to a point where diving catches aren't enough. They they have to keep building. And so the diving catch turns into a diving catch lateral to someone else. Then that's mastered. That's not enough. It turns into diving catch lateral to someone to throw back across the pool, which took a little longer, but then that didn't become enough. We had to get all four of us jumping into the pool, catching the ball and throwing it to another for it to be enough. And this took an absurd amount of time. At least 45 minutes. Yeah. Way too long. (laughs) A long time. It was a long time, but it was a good time. Yeah, great time. Here was the lineup. You were, of course, QB one. I had the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it off. I mean, reliving those Branson glory days. Of course. And from there, we threw to our left-handed wonder, Jonathan Linder, Mm. Mm -hmm. where he it was about a 500-yard throw across the pool. Yeah, (laughs) just about. From from there, he had to uh, lateral up, kind of like take it yeah. from the front of him, pass to the back of him, kind of backwards, to yeah. Mr. Riley Becker, the no lunch goer Riley Becker. <laughs> from there, Riley would then grab mid-air catch and throw it across back to the other side of the pool. Mm-hmm. To me, 
as I'm jumping in to grab the football, to throw it back to you who had gotten out of the pool right, and was prepared to jump in. My triceps are burning. Yeah. You did a lot of, a lot of little get ups that day. Yeah. We had to get in and out. Now it's a workout, but there are just moments in life where it's just good for grown men. And I wouldn't say we're grown, grown, but we're We're getting there. We're pretty much grown. You have a beard. I have a beard. And and Zach, (laughs) the guy, it was the funniest thing because while we were doing this, there was this man who just came from the depths of this apartment complex that you, you and Linda both live in actually. Yeah. And you could just see he was living vicariously through us. He was in a shape that was not conducive to jumping in the pool. <laughs> no. a, a rounder shape, I would say. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He had a little limp to his walk. He had yeah. seen some things. He's a He's war-torn hero. Through. He has been he through some He was easily things. pushing 65. Yeah, he was older. He, he was, was older on that man. retirement life. Yep. Just going for a nightly little swim. Yeah, it was also he, like uh, 10. Yeah. It was weird. It was, I mean, it was Friday night. Yeah. He was just lived his life. I'm not here to judge, but yeah, I mean, he was so polite, so kind. He was like, ah, man, I splashed him a couple of times. We hit him with the football (laughs) once, but he just loved every second of it. Of course. And, but we finally made the shot. We made the shot guys. And so I think there's a, there's a really obvious moral of the story. There's always a moral. Tell him Cooper. And that moral is if at first you don't succeed, Try, try again. Welcome to the Next Generation Leader Podcast, where we believe great leaders are listeners, especially during their youth. Good leaders learn from their successes and mistakes, but great leaders learn from the successes and mistakes of those who go before them. I'm your host, Zach Thunderberg, here with my co-host, the boy wonder, Coop McCullough. How are we doing, That's Coopie? it. That's it, folks. It's me. It's me. It's we talked a lot here. in our intro about the importance of going back in time, being a kid again, reliving those mm. glory days. And our guest today is someone who has done that in his professional life. Wow. That, th- it's a kind of a quick transition. We don't normally go straight there, but this is a man named Johnny Quinn. I met Johnny on LinkedIn a few weeks ago. And we've connected and been in contact. Johnny was on the 2014 U.S. men's Olympic bobsled team in the Sochi Olympics. I mean, that's insane. A bobsledder. What? I mean, did you, did you call him Bob? No, <laughs> no, I did not call him Bob, but I, I did heard, ask I him what it's like, what it's like to be a bobsledder. I grew up in Missouri. We got snow quite a bit. You grew up in Texas, yeah. not as much snow. We got ice occasionally. Yeah. Sleet, really. But right. we get we, we didn't get any snow through college. Then we got hit with the snowpocalypse. We've talked about this before, but we don't know what it's like to go 80 miles an hour down an icy hill on a bobsled with a bunch of dudes. I've, I've never guys. been called Bob on a sled. I've never been called Bob on a sled before, so I have no idea what it's like. Right. And I would say the four guys that we were jumping in the pool with this weekend are the four guys I'd want in my bobsled. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That would be that is exactly so, right. So you know what I'd rather break my neck in half with, with, with you guys. Of course. So he, he competed in the 2014 Olympics, I believe in Sochi. And now he is on, uh, he just started his own business speaking, doing consulting. And he is an incredible storyteller. I'd, I'd encourage anyone listening to go listen to his Ted talk after you listen to this episode, just to hear the stories that he tells, how engaging he is, how clear he is with his message. And it's something we can all learn just from listening to the way that he talks, speaks and tells stories, but also the message that he brings. We're talking about understanding the Olympic mindset, what it means to make the decision that's going to reach the reward. Everyone sees the person standing on the medal, but they don't know what it takes to get to that point. So the Olympic mindset to make it happen and who better to talk to 
than Olympian himself. He represented the United States in the Olympics. That's that's a that's a title you forever carry with you. That not many I will do. never have that title. I will mm-hmm. never. I I feel confident to say that I will never represent my country in the Olympic trials. If there was a sport added, which one do you think you would be most qualified to make it in? Uh, Pickleball at some point. Uh, no, but I think maybe diving pool catches. <laughs> would be something that you and I could go into. I think so. It would take a little the bit of The problem is you're a better thrower and catcher than me, so I'd, I'd probably have to get some work in, but I think we might have a good shot. We'd have a good shot. And uh, talk about good shot, this is a good interview, and I don't want to waste mm. any more time. So, Coop, without further ado, here he is, Mr. Johnny Quinn. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for being with me today. It's an honor to speak with you. I just want you to start by introducing yourself, kind of who are you? How do you get to where you are today? Yeah, Zach, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to being with you and uh, all our audience members. Uh, my name's Johnny Quinn. I am a U.S. Olympian in the sport of bobsled. I competed in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Yeah. I am also a former professional football player. So I spent some time bouncing around the NFL with the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, and then I spent a year in the Canadian Football League with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. And uh, now I am a full time keynote speaker. I speak at events all across the country for corporate events, nonprofits, associations, schools and any any event where you would bring in an outside speaker. That's what I do. I, I tell you, when the pandemic hit uh, and everybody had to turn virtual, I've been doing a lot of virtual webinars. Which yeah. We're doing a, a virtual recording here. So whether it's live or virtual, uh, I, I do a lot of speaking engagements now. It's awesome. Well, you've got a really engaging voice and you're an incredible storyteller. So there it's, I mean, it's no surprise that you're doing that. And I think as a kid, I always remember thinking how amazing it would be to be an Olympic bobsledder. You know, I grew up in Missouri and so we got some snow. And so my brothers and I would go out in the backyard and take it down the hill. But what was it like? What's it like to hop in the bobsled going so fast down the hill, working as a team? What's that experience like? You know, when you go 80 miles an hour down an icy mountain right. with no seat belts, Zach, it is a crazy, crazy ride. It, 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 it reminds me of like a roller coaster from Six Flags or any amusement park. If any of our listeners have, have been to one before it, um, but, but, but understand this, Zach, at any moment that roller coaster can break. And that's what bobsled is. And in my career, I've had eight crashes. I don't want any more crashes. Uh, they, they, they do not feel good. But uh, it, it's a very, uh, if you're into extreme sports, uh, adrenaline rushes, things like that, bobsled will check that box for both of those. And uh, it's an intense but rewarding sport. Oh, I bet. How do you get into it? How, how do you yeah. get into the, the sport of bobsledding? You know, I just I watched the movie Cool Runnings. Over I was going to ask. I was going to ask if that was <laughs> nah, your inspiration. Nah, nah. You know, but I tell you what, that movie did put bobsledding on the map. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you know, you got to go check it out. My so, Zach, I, I um, right. There's no NCAA level bobsledding, no right. college bobsledding. So they they recruit from football and track and field. And my background, as I mentioned, I, I've got a football background. I also walked onto the track team in college. And so I kind of fit the mold yeah. on what they're looking for. And when pro football was over for me, Zach, I ended up getting cut three times, lost a bunch of money and blew out my knee. Mm. And so at that point, my agent's like, Johnny, you look like damaged goods on paper. 
And so I, I, the NFL door, the professional football door shut. Which is not what you want you hear from your agent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but Zach, what was interesting is that um, I knew I had more left in me, Yeah. right? My my professional career did not go the way I thought it was going to go. And so some things started to line up. My my mom, one of her coworkers back in the day was a Bob Slutter. And then my agent represented a Bob Slutter back in the day. And they're filling me in on, you know, hey, they look for former football guys, track background. And so I sent some of my film of just, of just sprinting yeah. to a driver at the Olympic Training Center. He said, hey, come out here in a couple months, push a bobsled around, see if you like it. And Zach, I said, okay, I'll, I'll come out. But I let him know. I said, if my agent finds a football team, I'm out of here. Of course. And uh, true story, one month before I'm supposed to go get my cool runnings on, I get a phone call from this driver. Yeah. He goes, Johnny, one of my guys has showed up overweight. Do you want to come up now? and compete in the U.S. four-man team trials. And so I'm like, well, uh, you know, when's the race? Right. And he goes, it's in two days. I said, two days? <laughs> I mean, are you, are you kidding me? I live in Texas. We don't really get any snow. I, right. I play football. And uh, he goes, Johnny, 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 all you have to do is get inside the sled. Right. It's a true, Zach, true story. I flew in the night before team trials. My first time ever on ice. Jeez. was at the U.S. four-man team trials, and we took third place. So that, that, was, my, that was my fast pass to, to bobsled. And here's what it did, Zach. It set in motion this four-year journey to become a United States Olympian. Yeah. And so it was just an, an unbelievable season of life. And from there, you're just hooked. You, you're just yeah. heading down the ice and you're you're in. But you have a lot of on your website. There's a lot of different topics that you speak yeah. on the champion mindset, breaking through barriers. And one of them is thinking like an Olympian, the mindset yeah. of an Olympian. And part of it says nothing happens without taking action. That's right. Ultra performers are men and women who find a way to get the job done with the current resources available. You've never bobsledded before. You've never done it. You hop in first. It's your first time. And right. you take third. What does it take to think like an Olympian? What is that mindset like? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you, you hit it right on. You hit it spot on. It's it's finding a way to get the job done with the current resources available. And so, Zach, if we kind of back out and take a macro perspective, and this isn't just bobsled. This is this is anybody's uh, uh, role or responsibility in whatever industry they work in, or you know, w- whatever they participate in. What it does is it removes all the excuses. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 what it does is it, it, it adjusts your perspective from comparison, mm. which comparison looks at everybody else, what, what everybody else has, and it robs you of your gifts. And, and another word for that, I'd say it's sister word for, you know, finding a way to get the job done with the current resources available would be a healthy form of contentment. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, Zach, when I was in the NFL, I, I struggled with that. You know, I was always, Looking back now, I remember thinking, and I would never say this out loud, and this is huge. I think all of us kind of have this internal dialogue that, you know, we, we would never post that online or, you know, we would never verbally say this to somebody. But I remember thinking um, when my NFL career did not go the way I thought it was going to go, I remember thinking, well, you know, maybe if I was six four, you can't see him. I'm only 5'11 and 7'8". Yeah. Uh, you know, scouts wouldn't even give me six foot. But but watch watch this inner dialogue. I would say something like, well, you know, maybe if I was 6'4", I could have played longer. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, maybe I, I played my ball at the University of North Texas, had a wonderful career there, loved that university. 
But maybe if I went to a bigger university, I could have played longer. Or maybe if I had Tom Brady's agent, I could have played longer. So I, I was wasting a lot of energy and momentum and focus and determination on comparison, mm. where when we taught, when I made the switch to Olympic sports, I was not perfect. I, I think I just we're all on the same page. We were not looking for perfection because that, that, that's an excuse that can leave you out the other side of the door. It's right. We want to look for this consistency of finding a way to get the job done with the current resources available. And when I made the switch to Olympic sports, Zach, I, the ideal bobsledder, truly, if you can chisel them out, yeah. uh, they are 6'3", 235 pounds. I yeah. am a shy under uh, six foot. I weigh 220. But, Zach, watch this. I am going to find a way to make the United States Olympic team with the current resources available. And so, and so that's what I speak and teach on. It doesn't matter if it's a corporate sales team. It doesn't matter if I'm speaking at an annual banquet. Yeah. Um, we all have these obstacles in our life. I just, I want to share action steps and tools. And I know we're going to talk about kind of the four processes yeah. here in a minute of, of, okay, what if I found a way to get the job done with the current resources available? And here's what I realized, Zach. The ultra performers, the men and women in sport and business, again, across the board, yeah. that's what they do. Mm. That's their, if, if we want to say their secret sauce, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, they find a way. And I love just what keeps coming up is with the current resources, yes. with, with you control what you can control. You can only, you can't control how tall you are. You right. might be able to control your weight, but how yeah, big yeah, yeah, you yeah. are in football in the Olympics control what you can control. And it takes these four processes, like what you talked about. We'll go through them. The first one is a decision. A decision has to be made. You said you're either in or out. Talk about that. Break that down. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and this is an individual decision, meaning with your career or, or your hobby or something you're passionate about. And, and we camp on this as the first step in the process of, are you truly all in? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, when we get rid of all the, the, the fanfare and the hoopla and and and, you know, I'll talk a little bit about this on step two. But step one is, is are you I mean, are you committed? Yeah. And here's a, here's an unfortunate truth, Zach, is you can go through life. You can without making a big decision to go all in. Mm. But here, here's the problem with that. So can you get through life with not big, making a big decision? The answer is yes, but here's the problem. You never reach your full potential. Yeah. And I, and I would echo this is if you struggle with commitment in, in, in whatever facet, making a decision to truly go all in, it can be scary. Yeah. And it is tough, but we can't have one foot in one foot out. If it goes well, hey, I'm part of the team. If it doesn't, see, I told you. Yeah. Are, are you truly all in? Hmm. And Zach, if, if, if you can say yes to that, again, this is an internal decision, then that leads us to the second step. Yeah. Second step, there's a price to pay. Yeah. This is where we lose a couple of people. You make the decision. It's going to cost something. And some people look at the price before they even make the decision. Right. And they, they say it's not worth it because the price. Yeah. How do you get past that? Yeah, so let's 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 look at price um, as in it doesn't have to be financial. Yeah, it could be right in some people's line of work. In my line of work, it was when I went made the switch from pro football to Olympic sports. A lot of people don't know this, but Olympic sports in the United States 
are all self-funded. Yeah. And so, you know, unless you're Michael Phelps and you got Subway and Under Armour back in you or whoever, I don't, I don't know who, yeah. who his sponsors yeah. were. It was Subway. Out, I do remember. I was, okay. <laughs> so w- when you go out and say, hey, I'm a Texas bobsledder, people say, what in the world is that? Right. So right. Um, may, Zach, maybe the price is getting off an isolated island and learning how to collaborate as a productive team member. Yeah. Maybe that's the price. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here and here's where we lose a lot of people, because what happens is, you know, we make a decision, we think, because, uh, you know, our company, we, we do company wristbands, we're all wearing a T-shirt, we've got a hashtag. Mm-hmm. But then we see there's a cost associated with our decision. Yeah. And that's where we lose people because they don't want to pay the price. Because if you do pay the price, that leads us to the third step. If you want the to third step, the price can sometimes cause pain. Yes. There's pain earlier. You said you have eight crashes in your career, yeah. but after getting up the ninth time, you're right. in a United States Olympian. How do we get past that? How do we get yeah. pushed through the pain? There's price. When we make this decision, what do we, what do you have to do to make the next step? Yeah, I think it's important to echo here. It similar to the price where it, it doesn't have to necessarily cost you financially. Again, it could yeah. pain. Same, same thing in my example, right? That was physical pain. Mm. It might not be physical pain for you or for our audience listener. It might be emotional pain. It might be relational pain. It might be, you know, whatever it might be. It could, again, it could be physical pain. doesn't have to be. But, but here's actually truly where we lose a lot of people because this is what everybody says who we lose here. It hurts. It, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And we lose a lot of people here. And what we what I think we fail to realize is sometimes when we're in the messy middle, that chaotic, that, that chaos going on, yeah. is if we can pause, and I love what Dr. Stephen Covey says in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, where he talks about pausing between the stimulus and the response. If we can pause and kind of back out a little bit and kind of look, look at the landscape from that, that, that macro perspective, that bird's eye view, yeah. what sometimes we fail to realize is that we are actually just on this linear progression of accomplishing what's important to us. Mm. Because if we make a decision, if we pay the price, if we can manage the pain in a healthy way, then at the end, here's what it does. It leads us to step four. You want to share yeah. that with everybody? Step four, there's always a reward. Always a reward. the bottom of the hill, the bottom of an icy mountain. There's a reward on the there's podium. There's a reward. Yeah, there's a reward. Yeah. Now think about this. You know, at the Olympics, we missed the medals by 1.8 seconds. Mm. Four years of work, 1.8 seconds. When I didn't earn a medal for our country and bring it back to the U.S., obviously very disappointed, very upset. Yeah. We're all trying to win. They, they gave out three medals. There were 30 teams competing, right? We missed it by 1.8. Here, here's, here's what I want our listeners to understand about the reward is that the reward might not come when you think it's going to come mm. and it might not come the way you think it's going to come right. Growing up, I had a lot of success playing football. I thought I was going to be an NFL hall of famer, make a bunch of money and be done at 30. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. Right. But see the reward I received of becoming a United States Olympian. Mm. Right, right. Uh, of, of now been given a platform to go out and, and, and share powerful, positive, high octane content to people who are struggling. Mm. It's been an incredible reward. Mm. So if we understand this process, these four steps is, Zach, it's you make a decision, you pay the price, you manage the pain. And at the end, my friend, 
there is always a reward. And let me finish. Just let me let me tie this four step process with a little bow on on here. Of course. Zach, regardless of your background, regardless of your personality type, regardless of your upbringing, right? So I'm I'm, I'm trying to appeal to what. Maybe there's a listener who's listening right now that says, wait a second. Well, you know, I'm an introvert, not an extrovert, yeah. or I'm a type C, not a type A. Regardless of your belief system, th- these are foundational truths mm. of making a decision, paying a price, managing the pain. And at the end, there's always a reward. Always. Yeah. Well, if we compare it to bobsled, just kind of that, the physical comparison, you make yeah. the decision to, yeah. to go all in the four years of, of training and being there, going to Sochi, you know, you, you are pushing hard, the decision to go down the hill, mm-hmm. you're paying the price of not getting paid. Yeah. There's pain whenever you crash, whenever you fall, but at the end, there is that reward. Is that kind of how you compare it to your bobsled career? Yeah. You, you know, what was so neat is when I, when I was named to the Olympic team, um, it was midnight in Eagles, Austria. So we were, we were there in Europe. We just competed. Yeah. United States Olympic Committee. They, they were in Colorado Springs. They announced the Olympic team at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It was midnight, Austria. And Zach, when I when I heard my name, the 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 rush of emotion, right, that just filled in my heart. Yeah. Um, he, here's what it did. At that point, I could look back on my career, right? The train wreck of uh, my professional football career, which at the end of the day, was an NFL failure. That, that's really what it was. Yeah. And I could look back now. And now that made sense, mm. right? The chaos, the train wreck, the failure managed in a healthy way. Here's what it did, Zach. It springboarded me to future success, Mm. but I couldn't see it when I was in the messy middle. I I couldn't see it when I was in the chaos. And so I'd share that with our, you know, I'd say that to our listeners today. I have no doubt as we, you know, navigate through this pandemic, navigate it through 2020, that year, which felt like a decade Mm. that there are, you know, worry, stress, and anxiety at an all time high right now that there are people in that, in, in, in that it's a chaotic time of life friends there's a reward at the end Mm. there is yeah so what would you say to that person who's sitting on the edge and they're not willing to or they're just there do i take do i make the jump do i make the decision i know there's a price i can see the pain but it's it's covered up it's covering up the reward that i can see as well yeah what what do you say to that person well i I think what we need to do and I, i sum it up in two words is we need to borrow wisdom Hmm. Um, I, I don't know their situation, but he, but here's what I'm thinking. And if you take the visual of like, you know, a, a boat coming next to a dock and there's a great meme about, it, or maybe, you know, somebody shared this story, but it's like, you, you got to make that jump, right? There's yeah. a risk of falling in, but you got to make that jump. There's truth to that, but are, are there, um, are there rocks on the dock that we can actually clean up before we make that jump? Hmm. Right. Yeah. Can, can we navigate the boat? just a little bit closer before we make that jump in. And so I I share this in in that if if that's where you are today, maybe it's starting a new business, maybe it's, you know, whatever. And and you want to make that jump. Let's borrow some wisdom. And what I mean by that is let's seek men and women. Let's seek them out. 
who are two, three, four steps down the road of life that you want to go. So this applies to everybody, right? We're looking for men and women in our industry or whatever you want to do that are further down the road of life than you are. And let's borrow their wisdom. Let's, let's see if we can learn from their experiences. And, And here's the beauty about living in 2021. I mean, we're doing a video zoom interview right now, uh, Zach, the power of technology, it gets rid of the excuse of, well, I don't know anybody. Let me ask you, are, 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 what are you reading? What are you watching? Who are you listening to? Yeah. And, and what that'll do is that'll give you more clarity, Zach, on is it time to make the jump or do I actually need to clean some things up before I make the jump? And that's a personal choice. Yeah, that's does that great. make sense? Of course, that's yeah. great advice, and I, I love that's just the essence of what we do with this podcast. Is we are yeah. trying to learn from the successes and mistakes of those who've gone before them. Yes, because they've made the mistakes that we don't have to. If we learn, we're going to make our own mistakes. But we, if we're ready and we're prepared enough to take action when that moment to make that decision to jump off the cliff, we can do so. What are some books you would give? Some book uh, advice or um, recommendations that you would give for young entrepreneurs or young leaders? Yeah. Yeah. So um, a couple of my all-time favorites, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Clear. Just, I mean, the dude is money. He is just spot on. Um, I like uh, Mindset by Dr. Uh, Carol Dwork. Okay. It talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Um, Those are two for sure. For my young entrepreneurs, and and I'm saying young in the sense of career, not necessarily age, although it could be age. I like Profit First. Make okay. sure you're setting your business up by Mike um, Mikwizik, or I, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but those would be good, good three starters, yeah. Atomic Habits, uh, Mindset, and then Profit First. If you want to see the books that I've read, Zach, I've kept a, um, a recording. I've got a digital library of every book that I've read since 2011. So I have 10 years worth of books. Is it on your website? It is. You can go to my website, johnnyquinnusa.com. Yeah forward slash books. And that'll take you right to my library. You'll see kind of what I've read during each. I have it broken up by years. Yeah. And if if you kind of just take a gauge, you'll kind of see where I was mentally on the content I was consuming, but that'd be a great resource. You know, let me, here's, here's, here's what I think would be so helpful for our listeners, Zach, is in this, this social media, digital instant connection world we live in. Everybody's posting their highlight. If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see my highlight reel, right? I will never post uh, anything about um, my wife and I getting in an argument. But as a husband and wife, we've argued before, right? I've been married for seven years, but I'm never going to post that, right? When we, we're, in this, we're in this world of always hear people's highlights, and then the, the self-reflection comes in and says, wow, you know, they've got the perfect life, the perfect business, the perfect spouse, the perfect kid. Let, let, me, let me share it this way. Is Let's pause again between the stimulus and the response and let's be a fruit inspector. Mm. Let's evaluate the fruits of somebody's labor before you borrow the wisdom. Because if you see train wreck and chaos, my friend, that's what's coming. Yeah. And, you know, I think John Acuff said it this way, the, the entrepreneur, the guru out there who tells you you need to work 80 hours a week and to outwork your competition and, you know, no sleep, 80 hours of work. They're not teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. They're right. teaching you how to get a divorce. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I would, I would say, mm. let's be care. I mean, this is, let's be careful 
on who we borrow wisdom from yeah. and not just go for the person who has the most followers mm. or the person who designed a really sweet, uh, you know, a minute 30 reel on Instagram. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And maybe there's some value there, but I, we, we have to do, if, if we're going to make this jump in, we have to, we have to evaluate the fruit of who we're listening to. I, that is such great advice. And there's so many people that you can get wisdom from and you yeah. can be picky. You can yeah. be picky about yeah. who you choose to listen to. Yeah. Johnny Quinn is one of them. I would advise you to listen to <laughs> Thanks, last buddy. question for you, Johnny, what we love asking all our leaders is just what advice would you give to your 20 year old self? If you're to look back, maybe at the campus of uh, the university of North Texas, what would you tell that person? Yeah, I would have bought Bitcoin earlier, <laughs> but yes, yes to that. Um, that is true. So, so here's the thing. Um, looking back in my early twenties and it took me getting cut from professional football for this to happen. And I wish I would have started sooner, but I would encourage you to become an avid reader. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's an action step that you can take today that, um, I mean, it, it'll really open up your eyes to what's going on in the world and help you help you filter information healthier. Yeah. And so uh, to, to my listeners here, that, that's one thing I wish I would have done earlier was read more. Yeah. And uh, what was so interesting is when I started reading, Zach, I, I started reading men and women who again were further down the life than I was. And and because here's what I need to know, could they overcome a failure and still make it or still have future success? And what I realized is that's kind of the prerequisite. Yeah. You have you, to fail. You, you have to fail. Yeah. It's it's failing and mourning that healthy and then using that to springboard you forward and not hold you down for 20 years. So uh to to, yeah. to my youngins here, early 20s, pick up a book, yeah. pick up more books. Mm, that's such good advice. Pick up a book because it helps you filter and process yeah. the world differently. It does. Johnny, thank you so much for your wisdom. And I pray that we, we take it and we heed it and that we can change the world in the future. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Zach. Thank you.